Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome into the Nightcap here on WGR. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. And over the past few hours, the Sabres have just decided to become the front runners in the news, even with the NFL season kicking off next week. We're just over a week. It kicks off next Thursday. And so I decided with the return of the Goatheads, Tage Thompson signing a new extension, UPL signing a two-year contract today as well in the middle of Shope and the Bulldog today, I thought, why not? Let's bring on Paul Hamilton again today just to get a much more broad view of what's going on in Sabres land. So without further ado, Paul Hamilton, welcome to the Nightcap. How you doing? Wait a minute. I thought we were going to talk about the backyard brawl. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Me on. We're going to get to that. That's more surprise. <laughs> uh, how you been? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm liking the new hours. My sleep schedule after two months is finally, it's finally righted itself, which is good. Well, we'll take care of that for you. I mean, just when you think you've got it all, all figured out, uh, we'll, we'll we'll throw more curveballs at you. Don't worry. Oh, I know. I, I just got the, the schedule for next week doing the Bills game. I'm going to be here till 2 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, and the sleep schedule's gone. And it's we just figured it out, and it's gone. But, Paul, thank you for coming on. And uh, we've got so much to talk about. I, the news from last night, of course, being Tage Thompson, a seven-year deal, $50 million. I think my initial response to that was it could be a bargain, but with like the caveat of this could also have been, you know, putting the cart before the horse. How do you feel about it? Obviously, the Sabres feel pretty good about it, but where do you stand with it? Well, I'll stand by this, even if it doesn't work out. I think it was the good, the right thing to do, a good thing to do. And, yes, it could blow up in their face, no question. I mean, I don't think it will. But, yeah, that might have been a one-year and done. He might be an 18-goal scorer from here on out. Um, and then, you know, Kevin Adams is going to have to take the heat for it and, and be held accountable for it. But... The way Tage Thompson goes about his business and the way he has worked on his game and improved his game, and with Doc Granato here as his coach who gives him all the opportunities to succeed, I just don't see it happening that way. I really think we'll be sitting here in eight years because you have one more year left on the old contract. I think we'll be sitting here in eight years going, can you believe the Sabres are paying a 35-40 goal score $7 million? Because imagine what a 40 goal score will be worth in eight years. So, and look at the contract he has now. Remember back when that was signed, everybody's going, what are you guys doing? You're giving a guy a contract for over a million dollars. And what has he scored? Five goals, eight goals, whatever it was. I don't even think he had been up to eight yet at that point when he signed the contract, but they believed in him. 
they felt there was a lot of potential there. So, you know, they signed him to that deal, and lo and behold, in the second year of a three-year contract, when he's making one point, what was it, $1.4 million, he scores 38 goals. You know, now, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that I thought he was going to score 38. I always felt he could score around 25. I felt he had that talent to be able to score 25 goals. But... um I, I wasn't sure that it would come out. You know, I, I wasn't sure that it would happen because, you know, he was slow getting his shot off. Very often the goaltender would get set and the, or a stick would get in the shooting lane just because he just didn't get the shot off fast enough. You know, the times he would be out there with Jack Eichel, he seemed nervous and intimidated by it. Um, and, you know, you would see flashes of it. And then here comes Don Granado and puts him at center, which was just a brilliant move. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I mean, he, he put the work in. Now, if you think of his goals this year, how many goals did the goaltender really get set on? Where, you know, he got the shot off and the goaltender was still trying to get to point, the point he needed to be and was still moving as the shot's coming. You know, that, that was just one improvement in his game, and there were many that he had. So I just – and I, I'll – I just think it was a good thing for the Sabres to do. I I don't think they'll regret it. I understand there's a possibility they could. Could they have waited a year? Sure. But then you're up against restricted free agency and, 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 and that kind of thing. Um, I, I I think they did a good thing to by doing Plus, what does this do in the locker room? You know, because what has Kevin Adams been saying since he's been the general manager? He's been sitting here telling us that and telling the players that we draft our players, we develop our players, and we pay our own. We don't go out to July 1st free agency and try to get the number one guy, overpay him, and then in two or three years say, what did we do that for, and regret the contract, which happens quite a bit, not every time, but quite a bit. They're going to pay their own. Well, he showed those guys in the locker room. Here, Here you go. Tage Thompson went out. He did what was asked of him. He's improved his game. He's done the work. He, he he's He's, you know, produced results he got paid so that tells a lot i think to to the younger players cousins and krebs and quinn and paterka and whoever else comes rolling around that hey if you do your job you're you're going to get paid by this organization now i like because you mentioned you know his transition to center doing what's you know what he's told and stuff like that and he really has been just I think the face of the Don Granado revolution with the Sabres of being a guy who was kind of, not, I don't even want to say an afterthought, he was just kind of a guy that was part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade that you were like, oh, that just, it went terribly, and now all of a sudden he's, you know, his 35-plus goal scorer. But at this time last year, he still wasn't even a center. I think that was late in preseason last year that he fully made the transition over. And that's kind of the one number that's been bothering me is that 30 assists from last year. Should we expect a tick up? Should we expect it more to just be he's going to be a goal scorer? I mean, where 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 are we at in terms of a full playmaker, Tage Thompson? I think as a centerman, you you probably want him to be a little bit better as far as assists goes, but I think that'll come. He can pass the puck. I mean, there, there's no question about it. And as these young players around him gets better and the talent gets better around him, his assists and his points will go up. I think. Um, it just makes sense. I mean, Quinn and Paterka are supposed to be goal scorers in this league. You add them to the lineup. You know, they just drafted three first-round guys, and by all accounts, all three are supposed to be really good players. 
you know, what happens when they show up, you know, so it, it just, as this team gets better, I think he's going to be surrounded by better players and improved players. I think we only saw Tuck scratch the surface in the beginning. He was really good. Then he kind of tailed off. Well, I, I think Tuck can be a 25 goal scorer as far as being on his line or at least being in the top six type of a player. So I, I think he's only scratched the surface. I agree with him. What he said in May in his exit interview, where he said, I think I can be better. I agree. I think he can be better. I think there's more there. I think there's more in, in his point totals. I think there's more in the overall player. And, uh, you know, it's up to him to, because Don Granado is going to give him the opportunity. There's no question that he's going to get the opportunity to, to improve himself. Now it's up to him to do that. The other news that has broken in terms of contract signings, that broke about two and a half hours or so ago. UPL signs a two-year contract. It's worth a little over eight, uh, $837,000. I'm, UPL situation, I think, as a whole, is still the one that confuses me. I don't know if they want him to start in Rochester this year, Buffalo. Is it going to be made up in training camp? I don't even really know the long-term plan necessarily. What What is the feeling with UPL right now with the Sabres, where they're at right now? I th- I think this is the year that they should have been looking at him in net for the Sabres because I I just don't feel that, uh, you know, I think I don't really think maybe they'll be challenging for the playoffs this year, but I think they will next. And I don't think that's the year where let's find out about uh, Lukanen. I think this is the year that you should be finding out about Lukanen. But once you sign both Anderson and Comrie, to me, that went out the window. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, so, you know, he starts in Rochester. There probably will be injuries and that type of stuff, which will give him an opportunity to come up. But I just – because I think goaltending has fallen behind now. With the two guys not signing and not being in Rochester, I think as far as the organization, I think the forwards and the defensemen are good young players that are moving forward. And I think the goaltending stalled and have fallen behind the forwards and the defensemen as far as moving forward with the organization and becoming better. And, you know, maybe they just feel he's not ready yet. Well, I, I then okay, start him in Rochester. But then then next year when I think you do have a shot at the playoffs, uh, then you're going to be sitting there trying to figure out if he can play or not. Yeah, I, it kind of feels weird with UPL. I mean, they signed him with this two-year deal, but by year – two of that two-year deal, I think it's probably likely that either Levi, Portillo, one of each, both are going to be up. And it almost kind of seems like there's a strong potential that UPL's time, while not done with the Sabres, is just kind of, it's aggressively in limbo. Where just It seems like no one really knows where where the die is going to land, in, in a sense. Because it's just, he had moments last year when he first came up before his injury where he was just stalwart in the net. They, that was when, you know, Tokarski and Anderson and it, it he became a guy that just almost was only letting in two goals every single game where it's just you had that that the guy between the pipes that you just knew all right he's not going to let in five tonight but it it seems like he's never really been able to capture that feeling he had in that middle part of last year yeah that's the thing i i thought he play, performed very well in a very short sample so i you know i would have liked to seen more right off the bat to to see where he's at you know, a lot of what happened in Rochester when he went back down there, they had so many injuries. Their, half their team was up here, 
and they had a lot of injuries, so he was basically playing with an East Coast League team in front of him. So there were nights where he just got no help whatsoever. So his numbers really didn't sparkle in Rochester by any means. But, um, you know, I, I just I, I just felt he's he's ready for that opportunity. They don't. And they've done a pretty good job with player development, so who am I to argue with them, I guess. But um, I, I just, to me, it, 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 this should be the year they're, they're trying to find out about him. We also got some other news today. I'm going to be honest, and this might be blasphemy for someone that's my age, the return of the Goatheads. I think they're fine. I like I like I'm okay with them and I know that, you know, that ten year window that they were the Sabres uniforms that and that was the last time the Sabres weren't just a playoff team, but you know, one of the league's best. But does this them the Sabres organization bringing back the Goatheads, the Red and Blacks, does it kind of signal that the organization itself is almost I don't know, I was I was talking with Josh before the show today. You know, does the team almost have like this more fun feel to it? I, I know with Don Granado, a lot of fans love him. They love where Kevin Adams is taking this team in the GM spot. But does like the return of the Red and Blacks, you know, my generation especially loves them. Is it signaling that, that you know they're trying to be a little more fun, trying to have a little more, I guess, almost zing to like their game a little bit? Yeah, I noticed that last year, just being around the arena, some of the things they did. They're paying attention to their fans more. The the kids' day where the kids did everything. They announced, they did the TV interviews, they did everything. It was so well done, so well done. You know, the the RJ stuff, excellent job. And they, in the past, have had some trouble with their ceremonies. They they have been underwhelming, to say the least. But they, they hit that out of the ballpark. Uh, it just, it seems to me they, they've, you know, with, with the changes they've made down there, with the, some of the subtractions and the additions lately, that it's this organization has really moved forward with its fan base and starting to recognize, you know what, the, you know people want to see this again. So let's give it to them. Let's let them see this again. And uh, you know I think that's important for them to be. You know you can't be listening to the fan base. It's like well you got to trade this guy or that kind of thing. You know Adams has to do what he feels is best there and stick with his plan. But you know for for other things that go on. Uh, ceremonies and that type of thing, uh, absolutely. I, I think I, I've noticed a difference in just the last year. Now, do you have a strong opinion on the Goatheads? I like I just said for me, I, you know, I think they're fine. But the 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 color change, even though it was you know before my time, I was born in '98. They were the uniforms in '96. It just it feels weird that we went from blue and gold, royal blue and gold, to like this aggressive black and red. I know it was the '90s, so a little bit of black cells kind of deal with a lot of jerseys. But did you have like a, a, a very definitive opinion on them? Yeah, I couldn't stand them. I, I, I but I want to I want to be clear. They should do it. If they feel fans, and it seems to me fans do, do want this, so they should do what the fans want, and that's what they're doing. Just because people like me, fossils like me, don't like it, you know, and think it's ridiculous that they put a goat on the a Buffalo team put a goat on the front of a jersey, and then put a slug on the top of a jer- you know a jersey when their blue and gold was iconic and one of the best uniforms in the NHL, you know, still they did it and. You know, you you won't remember this, but they had a jersey reveal where fifteen thousand people showed up to see these things. It wasn't a game; it was fifteen thousand people showing up to see a jersey reveal. You know, whether they liked them or they didn't, they were there. I mean, and I remember being there. Oh wow, this is crazy! You know that that so many people, and as I said, they may not have liked them; they maybe did, but they were there. 
and that's what they do here in Buffalo. And sure, it was a money grab. There's no any jersey change is a money grab because, well, the, everybody has their blue and gold jerseys. They've been here since 1970. Who's buying jerseys? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. These until they wear out. Well, let's change them. So everybody's buying jerseys, and, you know, a lot of teams do that, and that's what they do. And now I think the Sabres know they can't change the blue and gold, but they can come out with third jerseys and that type of thing and make money on those that way. So just because I don't like them doesn't mean they shouldn't be doing it. I mean, it's you do what the fans want. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where I'm at, too. Is I'm, I'm excited to see them. I'm now, like, thinking, like, I may have to go to 90s night, which is November 23rd against the Blues, just because, like, while I may not be, like, the biggest fans of them, a lot of, like, the great Sabres highlights, you know, with great RJ calls come in those uniforms. I mean, Dominic Hasek, in a sense, kind of is, you know, synonymous with that uniform. But, Paul, before I let you go, give me – you kind of made mention of it that you don't think the Sabres are going to be in a playoff hunt this year. But in terms of a realistic best-case scenario – how do you think this season can go for the Sabres? I believe that you will see improvement in this team. I, I think that uh, they I, – I don't think this year is a playoff team, but I think they will – I think a lot of these players will improve. I think you're going to see either Quinn or Paterka or both. You're going to see Owen Power in a full season. Uh, Darlene, I think, is – still going to get better. As I said earlier, I think Thompson's still going to get better. And, uh, you know, to have two top-flight defensemen who are the number one overall picks, I mean, look at what Colorado did just with McCarr. And if you have guys that play like the first overall picks, two of them on your blue line who were that young, and Samuelson is really, really a find for them, too, as a top-four defenseman. He and Darlene played really, really well together. 
And Samuelson looks like a top four defenseman for years to come. I mean, there you go. Uh, whether it's Yoki Haru or somebody else that jumps into that top four, I mean, you got three guys that are going to be there for years to come uh, to to build on your defense. And you know, they got a lot of talent coming on forward too. I think so. You know, they still have to figure out goaltending. You would think of their four goaltenders in the young goaltenders in the organization that one of them is going to pan out. Probably more than one of them, but. I'd be shocked if all four of them fall flat in their face. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm now. I'm, I'm getting worried, Paul. I will tell you, I'm getting worried that like I do get more and more excited about this team, and in part that's like the natural Buffalo pessimist in me because I was essentially I was raised in the the bad eras of Buffalo sports, but the forward talent, the defensive talent, and then. The two goalies they have. I mean, Devin Levi, watching him during the Prospects tournament was just like some of the most fun I've had watching hockey. And I was watching it on a little stream on a computer, just like trying to get anything I could out of it. So I think I, I'll be okay if this team doesn't make the playoffs next year. I, I, I'm fully anticipating that they won't. But if they can give me some excitement, if they can give me late season excitement hockey leading into that off season, then I could not be happier. I think that's I think that's where I've decided that I'm at. It's just. Keep progressing, keep building up to where I think they can be a long-term success. Yeah, and um, I, I think, too, uh, lost my train of thought there. What, what am I going to say? Uh, you know, you look at it, and remember the fans I remember now. Last year, you know, they got to the RJ thing, and they got to the Eichel thing. The Sabres played well in both games. And I think a lot of the fans were like, hmm, is this for real? Are they really coming along like this? This looks like fun. These guys look like they want to be here and they want to play. And I noticed in April, attendance, people were starting to come. A lot of it was in the 300 level. You know, I just noticed up in the 300 level, a lot more people were coming. And I think it was got people that came there and go, hmm, all right, I want to check this out again. Let me see this again and see 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 what this is. And uh I, I think that's really uh, the way the fans handled it. Now, they have a schedule in October, which is conducive to doing well. If they if they don't do well in, in the beginning of October, it's going to be a long season for them. I think they have to take advantage of that schedule and come out of October with a good record. Yep, I, and that's the nice thing, too. If, if you can start off hot or at least you know look solid, the rest of the season can kind of take care of itself. You'll have fans back in the building, you know, the vibe around the team will just be so much better. But, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. I know we, we just had you on all day. You've, you've had a busy day thanks to the Sabres just dropping everything the last 24-plus you know, hours. So thank you so much for coming on. Anytime at all. All right, you have a great night. You too. That was Paul Hamilton, and his appearance on WGR is brought to you by Equitable Advisor. Planning for your future is more about than just money. Let Equitable be your, Equitable be your guide, and by Raylax Honda, Raylax, we got this. We are going to take a quick timeout a few minutes early so that we come back. We are going to play back head coach Don Granado of the Sabres. He was on this morning with Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe, Joe DiBiase on the Howard and Jeremy Show. We'll do that when we come back here on the Nightcap on WGR. All right, welcome back to the Nightcap here on WGR. And as promised, here is Sabres head coach Don Granado on the morning show earlier today. Sabres head coach Don Granado. Don, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's your summer been? It's been great. I missed you the other day at the at the golf outing. Saw you <laughs> from the distance, but you had your uh, you had your focus on. I didn't want to bother you. Yeah, you could tell I was in the zone. I was I was I was feeling it. You were in the zone. <laughs> 
Well, very good, very good. Well, we got you on today, you know, whatever, preview the season. We're getting closer to the start of training camp. But, of course, big news on the on the Tage Thompson contract extension for him, seven years for Tage at $50 million. And, of course, uh, this means a lot of things. Uh, among them is that uh, Thompson is a is a cornerstone, right, from a, from a guy that's just a young player, first-round pick, traded here, starts to grow to a franchise piece that'll that'll be expected to be here for quite some time. Yeah, obviously the the numbers, the duration um, show that we feel he is a piece of the future and a strong piece of it. And you know we're very we're very comfortable uh, doing that. I think I think obviously Kevin was, or, or we wouldn't have done it. And I know I am. Um, you know he's he's proven lots of things through in many ways through just uh, tangible attributes and intent you know intangibles that. Uh, are very important to success, and uh, I was uh, probably every bit as excited as he was. Uh, we had a conversation together last night that's great, and uh, it's one more reason to look forward to the start of the season. I kind of joked with Paul Hamilton if you were going to get a gift basket, because part of this, Don, you're a part of his blossoming and, and all that's happened with him, the move to center. So take us through how you came to that and and, and the initial conversations with Thompson to make this move and kind of take this leap of faith to change his career path a bit. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've known Tage, I think to start, I should say I've known him and watched him since he was about 15. And uh, it was in Buffalo in the USA hockey development camps that they have here every summer. I was coaching the national team and we needed to bring in one player for our U18 year. We lost a player. Um, from the U-17 to U-18. I walked in here, and, and honestly, within one scrimmage, uh, we needed two players. And I walked in here and, and, and right away saw Tage Thompson and Troy Terry and said, these are two kids I want to work with as a coach at that time. And he, he's never he's never let me down, excuse me, since then. Uh, he's returned all the favors you could ask as a coach. He comes every day to work. He works for his team and teammates. Um, he's, he's open-minded, uh, he self-evaluates very well. He, you know, he, he owns his performance, good or bad. Um, and that's, you know, I've, I've watched him persevere from that moment that I selected him, uh, and brought him to the national team because he was a year behind He joined Austin Matthews and Charlie McAvoy and Zach Wierenski, but he, he had, he'd missed a year of training that they had at the national team program. So he really, really had, uh, uh, fight and persevere even then as a coach then um, you know there were games where he didn't play much or he was overlooked especially in world championships and you know when you have a young talent like that um, not yet the player that they're going to become but you can see the talent it, it's it's really it almost there's something inside you that, that makes you sad you can't play the guy as much as he wants to play and so to watch Tage persevere through all that uh, this is pretty special to be with him. Tie that into him moving to center, uh, Jeremy, th- that you asked. Uh, I felt he was capable, obviously, and I felt it would be something that would pull him out of the past and push him forward to drive for more. You know, when you, you come over, and he put so much work in, but you come over under this condition and circumstances he did, uh, and, you know, the pressure that he was on and – and I wanted to pull him out of all that, and I thought this might help or that might help, and I knew he was capable of doing it. On, on his move to center, Don, it, I, I wonder, like, 
what what is it specifically about his game that fits with that position as opposed to you know some of his early career struggles when he would have been on the wing and also given that it was his first full season playing that position i wonder where you think there could still be growth for thompson in his game playing center well there, there's a lot of growth potential for him and a lot of the intangibles point to that he will push himself to grow uh as far as the center position you've heard me speak uh you know to he can go left or right when he carries the puck. When he's on the wing, you know, you got a wall on one side of you, so you can't go that way. So, you know, you can be cornered or trapped easier by the opposition. The move to the middle, he can manipulate the opposition much better. Uh, obviously, he has the skill to do it. He has the reach and physical attributes to do it. Uh, so I felt that would really uh, be a benefit to him. And, and, again, I wanted him to focus on something that would be demanding – you know, because, the, you know, there's pressure on all these guys, and you can dwell on pressure sometimes. One, one big thing that we've tried to do, and Kevin and I talk about it a lot, is, is removing the, the unnecessary or negative pressure, the impediments. And, and you know, again, that shift to center got him out of, um, you know, gave him something new to, to strive for in a challenge in a way that we knew it wouldn't be overwhelming to him. So, um, I, again, as I said, there's a lot more to his game. I think he is realizing it. One thing I did say to him on the bench when he scored his 30th, everybody was celebrating, and I snuck up next to him, and I said, you know, we can celebrate this, but you and I both know there's a lot more. And and he smiled. He he, he likes that type of challenge. He likes that, you know, he has that attitude um, of uh, just quietly going about his business and internalizing that, you know, he has a, he has a very – high internal determination and we've all watched his perseverance lots of players would have would have uh crushed under under the pressure he'd been on in his last few years speaking with Sabres head coach Don Granado Don you know you talked about the pressure he was under maybe that's because of the trade he's a part of and sometimes the way a player can be acquired can lead to how fans think about that player now begins a different kind of pressure right there'll they'll be pressure to produce with a with a big contract and with with higher money so um do you feel like the initial pressure the stuff you're talking about right now that he's gone through will arm him for adversity that maybe comes his way as a result of this yeah it, it will it definitely arms him you know his ex- life experience and going through what he's gone through we have to support him you know through that and uh, it's a lot easier to support a guy you believe in, and, and I certainly believe in him. Uh, but I will say this, you know, the, the, the thing, the, the key, the real key that you, you said in there is expectations. Uh, there's expectations on everybody, realistic, unrealistic, uh, internal, external. Uh, but you have to learn to deal with them. And what I've found in watching elite athletes and elite performers in any walk of life business their internal expectations are extremely high, much higher than external. And that was Tage. It took him time, but I can tell you the perseverance I mentioned a moment ago, he, he has that quality where it's a burn inside him. And when, I, when you're with him every day like we are, you see this in players. You see it in people you work with or whatever. They have this internal drive that even though they're under expectations of others and, and they can't do much about it yet, they're going to, they're going to, they're gonna, their expectations internally are higher than what's on them. And that fits Tage. You know, as I mentioned, the 30 goals, he's happy about scoring 30. He was when it happened. It was the first time 30 goals season for him. But 
his drive is much more than that. He he wants more than that. Whether he gets thirty one or thirty two or whatever, it, it that is not the the real thing about he, his drive. He wants more, and he's willing to invest to get more. Sabres head coach Don Granado. You know when we talk about moving forward, expectations, all that. I, I had a comparison about the Bills I was going to make, but just to get to taking the next step. You know we're talking about this for Thompson. It's kind of mirrors right now the expectations for the team while. Thompson has shown growth, and we've seen that from a number of players. Um, I think you're entering a, a season here where Sabres fans are expecting a team-wide step forward, and I'd imagine that's that's another pressure, but that might be the kind of pressure that you like. Yeah, I, I mean, my expectations haven't changed one bit from, from day one, so I would go back to that for me. When I'm walking into that office or rink every day, we need to play with passion, and we need to lay it on the line. At the end. And that is to compete, uh, get our guys to compete at a very high level for themselves, for their teammates, for our, for, for Buffalo and our fans. Uh, and, again, I, when I say this, I, I, I keep thinking of Kevin Adams and what he's allowed us to do and, and helped us to do here and facilitated is people that fit that. Uh, that, that, that just want to find a way to scratch and claw and achieve and get better um, and they're very, very much in the moment. You know, they're not worried about yesterday. and They're not worried about tomorrow. And we can't, uh, you know, we can't reflect on any of those things as, as, as we go onto the ice. I, I know it's natural for anybody else to, and it's fine, and it's, it's part of it. It's, it's, it's a big part of it. You know, we have a, a strong history here, and we want to think about a great future here. But for us, it's going in that rank the same day to compete as hard as as hard as we can for the right reasons, and I think our, we have a crew that just thrives on that. You know, Jeremy made this point earlier, thinking about the video that came out with you talking to the the kids at the U.S. program a couple of weeks ago. That Thompson getting this contract seven point one million per year, and the, the rest of your group, if you have the right type of group, kind of seeing that, hey, like this is what can happen if you. If you put in the hours, you work hard, and you reach your potential, like you're gonna, you're gonna hit what you want in the in the long run. So I feel like if you have the right type of group, Don, that the, the Thompson contract can be used as motivation for the rest of the players. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And they do see uh, the hours that uh, that Tage puts in, the determination that Tage ha- has, and and the selflessness. He, he's he is a team player, and they see that and feel that. Uh, you know, we have uh, talked, spoken many times about great leadership we have with Kyle Akposos, Emgus Gergensons, and they're perfect role models for all of us. And I say not just players, us as people, as coaches. You know, these are guys that, you know, we all look up to in certain ways, and and I think that's uh, our young guys feed off of that, and uh, they, they, you know, they pick up on that, and, and Cage now – um, has gotten rewarded, and I think the players that have watched him realize that it's it's there's justification there. He he does commit to the team. I always look at players. I've been around a lot of contracts, big contracts, you know, multi million dollar deals for years, and you have almost two categories of people and players. One that says, you know, you I deserve this money because of what I did, and the other group says. You know, they pay this money, me this much money, which means I owe them this much back. It's a totally two different mindset. Yeah, Don, you know, if if this team didn't pay me, another team hmm. would. And 
And Tage fits in that other category. He, he's going to work for this now. There's a story, I think it's in Bruce Arian's book that I read. Peyton Manning, when he got his first really big contract, Manning was right away getting right back to work. And maybe at the press conference, they asked him, what do you do now? And he says, now I work harder because now I have to earn this contract. And that's exactly, exactly. what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's a whole breed of players and, and people and, and, and different businesses that say, you're paying me because of who I am. Another team would pay me anyway. So, you know, I really don't owe you anything. And and those are, you know, those are a, a different mindset and um, not so sure that's a healthy one, but um, it's out there. Sabres head coach Don Granato. I have a question from Paul Hamilton. He asked that I ask you this, so I'm giving him credit for this. Um, Cousins played I left. Miss Paul. That's <laughs> okay. You'll see him soon. I mean, prospects camp is what two weeks away. Uh, Cousins playing left wing for Canada. How did how did you like it? He led the world championship in goals. Well, Paul knows that's a that's a baited question by Paul because he knows <laughs> I like guys playing all different. Uh, you know, the adaptability is key, and and I love it when guys can increase their adaptability and you know it drives me nuts when you you listen to sports teams and they go in the playoffs and you know they're missing their key guy and and it's almost like okay we're this they made this guy their key guy and they miss him and then it's now an excuse for losing the playoff series so you know we want our guys to be able to play you know all different adaptable they want we want to play in different positions so with dylan not only playing the wing but seeing he can be successful there is really uh, it's awesome for me to see as a coach. I had a conversation yesterday with Casey Middlestead about his time on the wing last year. We've you know we've talked through the summer, and and uh, as we're getting closer to the season, we're talking a little bit more. And and he loves and has studied some things on the wing. Uh, and I told him, hey, you, you you're going to play wing or center. It doesn't matter. And we just I want you to have that flexibility within your game. So I love it. Getting close to the season, Don, as we wrap up here. Are, are there benchmarks along the way that make you... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. feel like it's hockey season. Is it September 1st? Is it the first football, preseason football, training camp? What along the way as the, sum, the calendar turns from summer to fall makes you feel like hockey season? Understanding that your life is always hockey season. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 there's so everything that happens in August feels it's just amazing. It's it's people's birthdays. It's you know, everything that the the routine of August when when it seems like it starts about early to to you know early August. You just start hitting those dates and events that go on, like you say, uh, the NFL season, and you just start you you wake you find yourself waking up at four thirty in the morning with your mind you can't shut your mind off and. Um, and so it's, it's it's coming fast, and 
I think all the coaches are excited and uh, looking forward to it. All right. Well, best of luck. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again throughout the season. Get Tage on the golf course. Rumor has it he's a heck of a golfer, too. So, you know, you can. Pretty good athlete. Yeah. 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 I bet he hits it a mile. Thanks, Don. Thanks so much for the time. Always a pleasure. That was Sabres head coach Don Granato from earlier this morning with Jeremy White and Sneaky Jody Biasi on the Howard and Jeremy Show. Before we take a quick break here on the Nightcap, some breaking news this is coming out of Ian Rappaport and a number of other NFL sources. The Bills have a new punter. Sam Martin is signing with the Buffalo Bills, most recently with the Denver Broncos. We'll break all that down when we come back here on the Nightcap on WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap here on WGR. Before we wrap it up for the night here on a Wednesday, the Buffalo Bills have a new punter. Sam Martin, 32 years old, recently just played with the Denver Broncos for the 2020 and 2021 season, and before that was with the Detroit Lions from 13 through 19. This is a team that the only reason we are talking about punter, of course, is because of the disturbing allegations against former Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza, and now they didn't have one on the roster going into potentially the most important season in Bills history, at least since the 90s. But now they have a new punter, Sam Martin, and I will make note of this. The Bills didn't even punt 60 times last year. I believe they punted 52 times. It is not an overly important position for the Bills, but it is one they need to be competent at. And Matt Hawk, at the at you know most points last year, just was not that. That's why they moved off him. That's why they thought they could draft a luxury in Ariza. I think Martin will be just fine. He's 32 years old, still probably got more than enough years left in him to be a quality punter. It sounds like it's just a one-year deal. Again, this is your you know these are reports coming from you know guys like Ian Rappaport. Adam Schefter, Peter Schrager, I want to say, was maybe even the first one to get this. So we will see what happens here. I will say, though, it is not, to me, a definitive thing. It is not going to change the aspects of this team and how good they can be just because this team just doesn't punt that much. It it has gotten to a point now where if they cross the 50-yard line and it's fourth and one, they are probably going for it, and they'll likely get it. But they needed somebody on the roster. Now, hopefully, he can hold because we know for most of this offseason that is actually kind of important for the punter position. But before we leave, I do want to talk about a few more things. Of course, also on the Bills front, we do have the official practice squad list. It was about 13 guys today. I want to say it turned into 14 with, I want to say, uh, it's still a report, but the signing of offensive lineman Ryan Van Denmark, I want to say is his name. He's coming over, I want to say, from the Bears. But at least on the Bills front, from the 13 names we definitively know, four of the more notable ones are quarterback Matt Barkley. That's not too much of a surprise. But the two surprises to me are running backs Raheem Blackshear and wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins. I thought for sure both of those guys would have wound up on other NFL rosters. I thought Hodgins for sure could have been a giant. But both are going to be on the practice squad. I think the Bills will take extra precautions to make sure neither of them get poached. And then wide receiver Tavon Austin also made the team's practice squad. I think that one is fascinating just because he was somewhat part of, I don't know, he was not, he was cut before cut day. He was ultimately off the team before then, and it wasn't too surprising to me. I think this is a loaded wide receiver room, and I think the role that he can offer this team, which is a little bit of a gadget guy, a little bit of a slot guy as well, is just taken up by better players right now. 
But they get him, I think, is more of a depth piece. It's just kind of a you know, break glass kind of situation, but we'll see. Around the rest of the NFL, I also want to hit up on this real quick. The Philadelphia Eagles make another trade. They have in the last two days have made two trades, but they get rid of 2020 first-round wide receiver Jalen Rager. They dish him over to the Minnesota Vikings for basically nothing, but I do want to point that out just because I don't know if there's ever been a more stark difference in NFL careers between guys who were picked back-to-back at the same position than Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson. It is mind-boggling and eye-opening just how different of a career those two have had. Rager has had a disaster of two years in Philadelphia, really never got right. All of the issues he had in college seemingly came over to the NFL tenfold, drop issues, not being you know in the right headspace all the time. He still was fast but just was never consistent and never really developed into any kind of NFL wide receiver. And on the complete flip side, Justin Jefferson came in his rookie year and was one of just the stars of the 2020 season and carried that more so into 2021, had over 1,600 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns, and was just spectacular. And now Bills and Vikings fans look at this Stephon Diggs trade as a complete win-win for both teams. The Bills get Stephon Diggs. He was the number one they needed, and he's the number one they need right now. And the Vikings continue to just turn out great wide receiver talent after great wide receiver talent. They're one of the few teams I can think of in my life that have just always, and I mean always, have had good receivers. Whether you go to the Randy Moss, Chris Carter era, the Sidney Rice, Percy Harvin era, and now right before this it was Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, and now it's Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. But good on the Eagles moving off of him. It also, you just didn't really know where he would get a spot on the roster. He made the roster, and really it's ultimately so that they could, they got picks for him rather than just outright cutting him. But yes, the Bills do have a new punter, at least based off reports. Sam Martin, he most recently played with the Denver Broncos for the 2020 and 2021 season. He takes over for Matt Ariza, who was cut earlier this week that'll do it here on the nightcap thank you for listening i'll be back tomorrow with mike shope starting at three and of course i'll be back here at seven o'clock for the nightcap thanks for listening have a wonderful night t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.